Hey guys, welcome back to the Lawrenceville Bicentennial Podcast, the podcast where we talk to the people that know the city best. I'm your host, Nate McGill from Gwinnett Magazine, and today we're talking all about the Downtown Development Authority. We're talking about the organization that helps transform the city into all that it is today. Uh, so you don't want to miss this episode. Check it out. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Lawrenceville Bicentennial Podcast. We're back in the studio again. We are talking all about the downtown, all the things that are going on with the Downtown Development Authority. And in the studio, returning, Mr. Barry Mock here again. You, you just had to come back for more. Yeah, couldn't stay away. And then Lee Merritt, the chair of the uh, Downtown Development Authority and Merritt Properties, correct? Correct. Yes, awesome. Well, guys, welcome. And today we're talking about economic development, talking about some fun stuff. I love the concepts and behind economic development, everything that goes into it. Can you guys kind of paint the picture uh, for folks that maybe you're not familiar with that term, they're new to the city, they kind of want to know what this downtown development authority is. You want to kind of give us like a brief overview of what we're talking about today? So the development authority, the downtown development authority is an economic development tool of the city. And there are all kind of development authorities. There's an industrial development authority or a building development authority. I gotcha. We are the downtown development authority. Very great. And there's um, the downtown development authority's law is Georgia law that actually enables a DDA to exist in every city in Georgia. That's pretty awesome. And That's so great. then the city council um, passes a resolution to say, we have a need for this. We want to enact this, um, you know, put this group to work. And they define the boundaries of the downtown area that they want the DDA to work on. I gotcha. They appoint seven board members who are volunteers to serve in this capacity. And the downtown development authority's job is really to conduct those real estate and other um, recruiting activities that make the downtown what we want it to be. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things that's behind the scenes that kind of makes the magic happen. And so we kind of get to talk a little bit about that today. Barry, what's your role with the DDA? So as Lee mentioned, there's um, seven uh, board members uh, that are all volunteer members. They're appointed by the city council. Uh, but as she mentioned, we work very closely with the city of Lawrenceville so that we have our, our, our visions aligned and, and our, you know, the, our, our projects are aligned and things like that. So uh, the city staff has a person who's kind of the liaison, and that, that would be myself. I gotcha. That kind of coordinates the DDA and the city together to make sure we're on the same page or if the DDA needs anything from the city or vice versa. Uh, so... My, my official role is the executive director of the DDA, but it's more of a, a liaison there for the DDA. I see. I see. I see. And, and Lee, how did you get involved? How did you get involved with this? Oh, and sure. when did you get involved? So I um, joined the DDA in 2016. Wow, okay. And it was our um, our current mayor now, David Still, who encouraged me to get involved in DDA. Okay, cool. He was the chairman at that time. I, I see. Yeah. And... Um, he knew that I was um, a lifelong resident of Lawrenceville and passionate about about Lawrenceville and the, the changes taking place. So he encouraged me to get involved, and it was Mayor Judy Jordan Johnson who appointed me to that board. Love her. And then in um, 2018, David still became uh, the mayor of Lawrenceville, so mm -hmm. he vacated his position as DDA chair, and the board elected me to that chairman position. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so why do you, why does the city need? A DDA. What, what what are you guys doing, and and what's the what, what's the primary purpose for why Lawrenceville needs you guys? 
we make things happen that might not happen on their own. So a, a downtown development authority has several um, things that we can do. We can conduct transactions that the city cannot do. Okay, I see. And we can conduct transactions that someone in the private sector cannot do. I see. So we can buy and sell property. We can borrow money. We can lend money. We can enter contracts um, to build, construct, demolish. I see. And we can take advantage of certain financing tools. We can issue development bonds. We can get loans from a bank. We can access some funding that's avail available through the Georgia Department of Community Affairs. So mm -hmm. some things the city can't do, some things private individuals can't do that we have the ability to do to make economic development and projects happen that I see. might not otherwise happen. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You get the city further, faster, uh, able to really uh, execute the vision for what uh, the city should be and look like um, and in renovations and property, all that good stuff. That's really fun. That's and we really can fun. do those projects that serve as catalysts. So we might, um, you know, insert ourselves and get involved in something if it's going to be the start of something bigger. I see. So, you know, we, we do this one project and then you'll have what we call a halo effect. I see. That, you know, yeah. that then everything around it improves sure. and it encourages other developments of that same sort. Yeah. So that kind of justifies our, invol our involvement. If something's going to happen on its own, we don't get involved. We leave it alone. I gotcha. That's that's great. Yeah, I love the the idea of the spillover effect from that. That's really cool. Uh, maybe the best way to kind of talk about some of the things is talk about start off by talking about some of your favorite projects. Uh, Barry, do you have a favorite project that you guys have worked on? Um, well, there's several that we've been working on recently. Um, the one that Lee and I spend most of our time on right now is a hotel that we're in the middle of uh, bringing to Lawrenceville. That's awesome. Um, we had started that project prior to COVID. Um, it, it involves a parking deck as well. The parking deck is completed, uh, but when COVID uh, came, they, they pushed the pause button on the hotel. I see. Um, and we've been working for the last couple of years to try to get that uh, back going. Yeah. Financing has been tough. Costs have gone up. Just a lot of different things. The hospitality market was, a, uh, was kind of unknown there for a while during COVID. Um, so all those things have played a factor. Uh, but that's one of our, our probably our our bigger projects that we're focused on right now. Sure. We, we have a level of confidence. We think things are going to happen this summer. Um, but again, it's, it take, it takes a lot of work. Lee does a lot of work on that. Um, and just coordination and things like that. But that's been, been a great one. I know the South lawn, uh, has been a, a, a very, uh, great project for the city. Maybe Lee can speak on that. That's a project that the DDA did before I became involved. Wow. Okay. And it's been a great catalyst for the city, but sure. You can make yeah. it talk a little. Yeah. Bit. How did that? How did that happen? How did that unfold? Yeah. So the South Lawn is probably our biggest um, project to date, and the most influential, sure. obviously. But it was um, observed that the city happened to own a huge amount of real estate in downtown Lawrenceville because, you know, Barry's department, the public works, mm -hmm. existed there. Right. Gas department, electrical department, sure. water department, and um, just realized that we've got this incredible amount of real estate right here in downtown. And we have people who want to live here in the downtown, and we don't have any housing available for them. Uh -huh. So it was a combination effort between the city and the DDA to um, recruit that developer who would come in and do that, kind of design exactly yeah. what we wanted to see there and, um, and bring it to fruition. Yeah, and it has it. really been a catalyst yeah, to for get sure. people in the downtown. I mean, you know, everyone always talks about live, work, and play, but, you know, you really see it in, 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 in action 
right away. I mean, you've got the downtown area, you've got walkability, you've got um, uh, livable spaces, lots of them now, a lot more doors than there used to be. And the lawn provides that place where people can come to events, community events, concerts, all kinds of fun stuff. You can bring your, your dog out there. You can do all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, right, right in the heart of downtown. You, you really can walk out your front door and find something going on um, and an event happening. You know, it's, it's, it's really, you see how that is an economic development driver. Sure. As you also see with the hotel. So like when a hotel comes into a town, how does that impact economic development? Well, now you've got visitors that are also frequenting restaurants and theaters. Maybe talk a little bit about why you would want to bring a hotel into downtown Lawrenceville. Sure, let me do that. Yeah, um, yeah there, there are a lot of reasons, and you're spot on with, with what you described. What a hotel does for our downtown is generate other business. So mm -hmm. they're going to bring visitors who are going to frequent the restaurants. They're going to go to shows at the Aurora Theater. It has even been found that uh, people who are visiting a, a city spend a lot more at their retail stores than people mm -hmm. who live in that city. Oh, well, that's just true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anybody can think about the last vacation that they went on. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you, sure. you spend more. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of entities that are in downtown Lawrenceville that could benefit from the use of this hotel mm -hmm. you know first the aurora theater people come from outside the county to see shows sure you know yeah. they're they're regional leaders um we've got georgia gwinnett college you have sports teams that come from all over the region to good stay. point yeah and their parents and family members follow them and want to want to watch those games of course visitors speakers that come to the college you've got briscoe field the airfield out there where you know corporate jets come in and bring people to various businesses in the area sure um, Northside Hospital. Yes. You can imagine when you have a family member in the hospital and you don't live in that city, mm -hmm. you oftentimes have to go there and stay and, and right. help and be of support. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is uh, GJAC, the Justice Center. Yes. You know, the Gwinnett, um, Lawrenceville is the county seat for Gwinnett. Right. All of the court cases take place there. Lawyers come from all over the region, sometimes out of state, mm -hmm. and they have to bring an entourage with them and camp out for two weeks for their trial. And they need a place to stay. That's true. Yeah. So we've got a lot of uses for that hotel. Absolutely. Absolutely mm -hmm. true. I, I love that. I love uh, the, the fact that you have a place to stay. It's going to be a nice hotel. It's going to be downtown. Uh, folks can, you know, visit there, come for Christmas, uh, have um, uh, a place to stay if, uh, if there's not room in the house for that. I think there's great, uh, it's just so many great reasons. And I can't really think off the top of my head of another hotel in the area i'm sure there's others but really you'd have to go towards the mall of georgia to stay in a hotel if wow in, in that area so it's like it's a serious need for everybody in that area it's a big void especially with a 15 story tower coming into Northside, and that's right i mean just all of that that's that's wild yeah. all right well what, what's some other fun projects anything else uh it comes to, comes to mind of some of the things you're doing i know you're doing a uh there's a grant for facade updates uh, i think i saw right. really just kind of make the the city just stay beautiful really so it's an opportunity to help out our downtown businesses mm -hmm. uh, if they want to do some improvements to the front of their 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 store that could be painting, it could be a new awning, it could be a new sign. Oh, man, that's great. Any of that kind of stuff. And so what the, what the program does is it will match or pay 50% up to $2,500. That's of, of awesome. Expenses. And we've had 
Uh, currently, we've got about nine or ten that have applied, but uh, I'd say two or three that have completed uh, their improvements. Wow. But, yeah, so it's just an opportunity to help uh, put a facelift on some things downtown. Yeah, another great reason to have a business in the downtown district, downtown area. It's one of those things as a business owner, you think about putting on an awning or something like that, but you know, day-to-day costs and everything like that, you know, it kind of gets put by the wayside. You know, you should do it. You know, you need some, you know, new signage or something out there, but uh, but that kind of helps you make the, the choice. And then when the city looks better, it's just better for and everybody. And it provides us an opportunity to have input on some colors or uh-huh. some, some, some items that they may be wanting to put out there. We can have then have some input for consistency yes. to maintain that look in downtown. Yes. Maybe don't go fuchsia, purple, right. orange. <laughs> Just throw it way off uh, the whole uh, aesthetic of things. That's funny. Uh, well, how does the DDA work in some other ways with local businesses? Um, how are you guys um, working to kind of, you know, um, make life better for everyone? Sure. So we do um, projects that are sometimes on a grand scale, like the South Lawn, mm-hmm. you know, which is 30 acres and... 600 units of housing, um, or we might do just a single storefront um, location. Like we might buy a building or, or just one storefront in a, in a row of retail storefronts and help recruit the right business owner to, to go in that spot. I see. Sometimes we help current business owners find and relocate to the right spot. You know, with Lawrenceville changing as much as it is, especially the downtown area, mm-hmm. The uses change, you know, whereas a, um, a used car lot or mm-hmm. um, a, an auto mechanic might have been well-placed in the downtown 15, 20 years ago. Right. It's probably not the best location for them now. Right. And there might be a higher or better use for that mm-hmm. property that would more, that would benefit the whole downtown mix of service providers, restaurants, retail, office. You know, there's a certain mix that we're trying to achieve right. to make an ultimate walkable, livable downtown area. And so some of those businesses, um, you know, they need help relocating. Sure. And we do that. That's awesome. And, and from time to time, we'll engage a consultant or an expert to help us uh, kind of do a, an overview of downtown and see what's, what's missing, what's a void. Mm-hmm. She mentioned uh, some things like that. One thing that we're looking to do is some type of small grocery or provision store I see. in downtown Lawrenceville. That's really a, a void. Uh, we get a lot of requests from other people that now are living downtown mm-hmm. to say, hey, I just want to grab something or grab a bottle of wine or grab something for dinner, but I don't want to have to drive 15 minutes to get the Publix to do that. So, yeah. so we, we engage consultants that, that help us out with that, and then, as Lee mentioned, we may identify a building and, and then really try to find that specific user. So that's a little bit different than just letting the free market kind of happen because mm-hmm. uh, somebody may buy that and, and put a, a different use in there that, that may not be as beneficial to downtown. I see. Yeah. Yeah. An example of, of that is, you know, the, the highest rents are going to be paid by a restaurant because yes. a restaurant is selling a lot of food and alcohol mm-hmm. and they can, you know, they can pay the highest rents. So every landlord is going to want a restaurant as their tenant. Mm. But... We need a mix of things. Yes. And so that might be an example of where we might get involved and say, okay, we need to take some steps to place some other retail uses in here that help right. serve the citizens that are living in our downtown mm. and make it uh, you know, a more user-friendly and, and meeting all the needs of the people who are there. This is so important. When you really unpack and think about what 
what that means. Um, because you're, you're really helping to design the city to grow in the way that it should to the benefit of all of the people there. And so I think that we should have, um, you know, some authorship in, in what Lawrenceville does become. You guys really help to make that happen and, and do that because I can see where it can get real sloppy real fast. And we've all been to other cities and other places where it's just nobody's running the ship and there's like just a bunch of sprawl everywhere. There's just a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. You know, you got a dry cleaners next to a four-star restaurant or you've got some new restaurant opening that someone's, you know, beautiful dream. It's just, you know, maybe let's not put the, uh, the, the seafood restaurant in the parking lot of a thrift store. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you're not going to sell lobster there. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but they can't see it because they're emotionally connected to that decision. And to even have somebody to talk to about that, to go, you know what, this is for your betterment. Like, we love your dream. Your dream is going to perform way better here, you know, or, hey, we, we know you want to start this kind of business. Let's help you get located in a place where you're going to have uh, the largest amount of foot traffic and the largest amount of uh, new customers that are able to come into the area and attract businesses even uh, that might be currently in the wrong location to come inside the city limits into Lawrenceville and do great business. Um, I mean, the real world example of that for the city of Lawrenceville might be La Quazela. You know, uh, you think Carlos, he was over there in the parking lot behind the AMC 18 in Lawrenceville years and years ago doing just fine. But you bring him into the downtown area years ago, probably, I don't even know how many years ago, but he's been there for quite a minute mm -hmm. um, and, and thriving. You know, that, that's a, one of the first Mexican restaurants in <clears throat> Gwinnett County that Carlos started over 35 years ago, still doing really, really well in heavy, heavy, heavy competition. I mean, there's a mix. You could throw a rock and I can hit a guy that sells burritos, you know? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. You know? We call that curating retail. I love it. We're That's trying awesome. to curate the right mix yeah. of uses in our downtown. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's really, really cool. So you mentioned uh, need for grocery, uh, need for uh places of people to come. Is there any other current needs you guys are looking or shopping for or trying to figure out like where they fit into the mix? Um, a couple of things come to mind. Sure. One is we need retail stores. Retail, okay. As I mentioned, it's harder for a retail store to pay the rent that a restaurant can pay. Right. But while you're waiting on your restaurant reservation or your show at the Aurora Theater, it's helpful to have places to, you know, to go and feel and touch and see actual merchandise. Mm -hmm. And with the ad advance of the internet and online ordering, you just see less and less of that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. that's something we'd like to foster. Yes. And, and make more of. Yeah. Um, the other gap we're seeing, or a place that we're getting involved, is bringing certain residential housing into downtown Lawrenceville. Um, you know, a, a community wants to have a diversity of housing types sure. and levels, and we look and see where there are gaps and try to fill those, mm -hmm. recruit the developer, help identify the land, right. um, you know, try to kind of design what we give them input from our market studies and our consultants about what would do best here sure. and bring those developments to, to fruition. We have so many people who are going to be moving to Gwinnett County and mm -hmm. to Lawrenceville. Yes. When you look at the employers and, you know, with Northside Hospital, the college, the um, how much we're growing, we're going to have people come. Oh, yes. And so for us to capture 
you know, our share of that market, we have to have the housing available. And of all income levels. I mean, you're looking at heavy demographics that are affecting the area. You got to cover it for, um, you know, you got to cover it demographically, culturally, um, and you're going to have doctors. I mean, you have, Lawrence always had a lot of lawyers because <laughs> that's the it, you know, but lawyers, you got new executives coming in. I mean, Northside expanding, so you're going to need executive housing and things like that. There's, there's just a lot of great, um, uh, a lot of great work to be done. Uh, and it sounds like you guys are pretty busy. <laughs> you are. You're right. You need everything from affordable and workforce housing to executive housing. Yes. And we, really we aim to, to have the gamut. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That takes somebody at the, at the steering wheel of that to make that happen. If you leave it up to just its own devices, um, it, it very rarely works out. Sure. Yeah. It, well, it's most effective for a developer to build toward the middle, right? Where the most people can can buy. That's and so that's an what economic decision they would make. Yeah, and then it just becomes everything, right. and then you you miss the mix that you're really looking for. Yeah. Ah, fascinating. Love that. Um, what's your wildest dream for Lawrenceville, Barry? Wildest dream. Um, I would say you know it's it's a. A lot of times we'll sit down with other leaders from the city and we'll, you kind of look at the map of Lawrenceville and go, this area really needs some, some help or this area is really is kind of old and run down and what could we, can we dream about what could go here? Mm -hmm. And then like Lee said, you know, maybe we're going out and, and talking to the property owner and saying, hey, have you ever thought about um, redeveloping? Have you ever thought about this? And and a lot of times we're not even really involved in, in any way other than just marrying the two um, up, you know, the person that owns the property and the person that wants to come in and develop. And so mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. Sure. Uh, Lawrenceville being the county seat was really built out 25, 30 years ago. Mm. Um, as Lee talked about housing, there's not been a lot of new housing in Lawrenceville in a really long time. And so yeah. Um, what you because of being the county seat and, and a lot of the land being already developed, now we're looking for opportunities to redevelop. Right? What can we do to, uh, to change the look and change the scenery in a, in a positive way? Um, I just think there's a lot of opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, but nothing happens fast. It, it, it all takes time. Um, well, you guys say that, but then I turn around and there's like you know, places to eat on the sidewalk that weren't there a month ago. And, you know, there's two breweries and then others art projects spurring up. And, and I mean, you, you guys do it faster than most uh, municipalities that's, would, that's would probably, probably do truth it. In that. And a lot of that we have been involved in, but a lot of that, what you're seeing now, as Lee mentioned, is the halo effect. Mm -hmm. um, Larchville's done such a great job over the past five to 10 years of doing that, that we get calls on a regular basis of restaurants or businesses that want to come to Lawrenceville. Right. Say, hey, we, we, we're going to open a new location. We would love to be in Lawrenceville. So people now sure. are coming here rather than us having to go and, and say, hey, come check out Lawrenceville. You know, it's kind of the, the word is spread and they want to be there. That's awesome. So a lot of that happens. And they should want to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What's your what wildest dream? My wildest dream is similar to Barry's in, in expanding our footprint. Mm -hmm. So if you look at downtown Lawrenceville at the very core, the nine-block area, that's where all the action is. You mm -hmm. know, uh, and that's probably about a half a, a, half a mile radius of the, of the downtown. Mm -hmm. I think we could double that oh, wow. and yeah. take it you know, all the way up to we've got what we call the depot area where the breweries and, sure. and all that is. That's just a huge opportunity yes. for that area to take off 
all the way up the college corridor mm-hmm. to George Gwinnett College. Yes. That will be one of our next development projects is to, you know, to make something happen there. That's awesome. And you could also go out to the east, all the way out to Rhodes Jordan Park. Mm-hmm. We could have that same intensity of development that's in the downtown yes. nine block square all the way to Rhodes Jordan Park. So I think you could take in in all directions and expand our footprint so that all that is considered downtown walkable Lawrenceville as well. I believe that's going to happen. Yeah. I believe I'm going to see that. And, oh, yeah. So. You know. Yeah, I think you will. I, I don't think it's going to take that long either. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Is there anything else you guys like to add? Uh, I think this is a is a really good, insightful way to think about just our, our the way we, we way we make cities happen. You know, like and just to know that there's um, uh, a bunch of really smart people sitting together, thinking about this, making decisions, talking about it, and deciding like what do we want Larksville to be. Um, uh, the, the other part of that is like for the citizenry, is there ways for them to make input? Is there ways for them to give suggestions, that kind of thing? Is, is that an open, um, is there a way to do that that they need to know about maybe? Sure. Um, there are, our planning and development department does most of the strategic planning mm-hmm. and they actually hold events that people can come to. They go to neighborhoods and shopping centers and things like that and there are always surveys online to, okay, to great. do that. Yeah. Wonderful. And and take all that input and try to put it into our strategic planning, our goals, and then the DDA works toward, you know, aligning what we do to meet those goals. You mentioned how or Barry mentioned how hard it was, you know, how long it takes to get things done. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that it seems fast to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it seems but, slower to you guys. <laughs> yeah. But from our end, just I guess to to illustrate the difference. My business is a mom and pop operation, okay. and so we can make decisions on a dime. Mm-hmm. You know, we say we're going to do this, and we just decide and we just do it. And how long is how long has uh, Merit Properties been doing what you guys do? Uh, we've been in business for twenty five years. Wow, yeah, okay. And we were a mom and pop operation for uh, most of those, but just recently we've become a family business. I see. So now we have three adult sons working with us. Wow. But we can we can make quick decisions, I and see. that's been my experience in real estate. Mm-hmm. But taking that real estate background and bringing it to the DDA, I have found, um, you know, we have, it, there has to be a consensus among all the players. Mm-hmm. And so we have seven DDA members, five city council members, a city manager, an assistant city manager, mm-hmm. an attorney for the DDA, an attorney for the city. And that's on our side of the negotiating table. <laughs> I see. <laughs> With the developer. I so, see. Yeah. You know, and, and we know there are sunshine laws and we, you know, we want to be transparent in things we do. Right. So to jump through all those hoops and to be transparent and to get input from all of those sources and get everyone in consensus, it takes some time. <laughs> it, <laughs> it takes uh, back-to-back miracles uh, yeah. is, is really uh, the thing. So y'all are miracle workers as well. So you are both proud about Luckily, that. Luckily, all our players <laughs> seem to be on the same team. That, that, yeah, that's good. We're that's good. Well, everybody players. wants a better, you know, yes. a better place to live, better place to work and play. So makes sense. Barry, anything you want to add? No, I just appreciate you having us out again. Oh, yeah, it's joy. It's a great, great experience. I love love chatting with you guys. Guys, if you have any questions, uh, you can always send an email, send a comment. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you subscribe to the, the YouTube for the, the city's YouTube page where this podcast is uh, plays as well. And uh, if you have any um, anybody who cares about the city of Lawrenceville, um, just know there's some great people working behind the scenes uh, that you can actually uh, get in touch with and maybe give uh, you know your comments and thoughts and, 
and and all that kind of stuff too. Or, or just send a thank you note. Don't send any complaints. We don't take those, okay? Just letting you know. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Lawrenceville Bicentennial Podcast. Until next time, you guys have a good one.